Hey Joel, you ever think about space? You mean how we're flying through the cosmos on a giant ball of rock with millions and millions of stars and planets and dust and gas clouds as far as we can see? Yeah. Not really, Travis. I think about listening to the kids corner most of the time. Huh. Well, I guess we'll listen to that then. Checklist complete. Houston, we are preparing for our descent. Roger that, Lander. We have your coordinates. Keep us advised. Orbiter, we are ready to detach. All systems green. Copy, Lander. Detaching in five, four, three, two, one. Next stop, Mars. Good luck, Lander. Thanks. So, have you decided? Decided? Decided what? Your first words on another planet. We're making history here. Oh, yeah. I guess we are, aren't we? Hmm. What do you think I should say? How about something like, It's been a long road getting there to here. It's been a long time, but my time's finally near. What is this, a soft rock ballad or something? First words are supposed to be epic. They're supposed to be inspiring. Says the astronaut who didn't realize she was going to be making any famous quotes until 30 seconds ago. You're right. So let me think. Lander, come in, Lander. This is Lander. Go ahead, Orbiter. Our instruments are picking up a sandstorm kicking up in the landing zone. Communications may become muddled. So even if we come up with a heroic quote, people might not even hear it? What? Sure, I guess, but I think not being able to communicate with the Orbiter or Houston would be the more important issue at hand. Yeah, that might be bad. So we're landing in the middle of a sandstorm on a distant planet without any communications? In order to keep in contact... Channel 97908. Channel 9? Can we get a repeat orbiter? Hello? Lander? Hello? Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Looks like we're making this landing by ourselves. Not if I can get a signal. Maybe this setting will work? So if you turn this knob, things should come into focus. Yeah, it's working. I can see down the street and everything. Great. Now, let's switch out the lenses and see how much further this thing can reach. Thanks for helping me out with this, Mr. Jacobs. I've always imagined exploring space, and with this, I can get my chance. It's a lot of fun to watch the night sky, especially with a nice telescope like this one. Come on, Olin. He'll tell you what's really going on. I'm telling you, it works. Morning, kids. What's going on? Laura and I are having... Is that a new telescope? Yeah. My uncle sent it to me. Cool, huh? You have an uncle? Uh, yes. Most people have uncles, Olin. I know most kids have uncles, but not other people. I think that's a compliment. Anyway, Mr. Jacobs, Olin and I have a question for you. Straight to the point today. All right, what's going on, Laura? It's this. A stick? Yeah, that's what I said. Olin's trying to convince me that it has special powers. Special powers? Are you guys playing Ninja Knights or something? Mr. Jacobs, if I was talking about us using our imaginations, I wouldn't have a problem. Olin's trying to say this is real. It is real. It works. Okay, now I'm really curious. What's the superpower this stick is supposed to have? It can find water. Ah, you're talking about dousing. You know what he's talking about? Told you it's a real thing. You just hold it out and it finds water. Kind of like this. You're just pointing it at Flynn's water bowl. I can do that with anything. Ooh, look, my finger can find water. My foot can too. Give me a break. (laughs) It is an interesting claim, that's for sure. I know a lot of people who believe in it, though. You're kidding. You see? I'm not crazy. 
he said they believe it. It doesn't mean it's true. Sam's right. There are a lot of goofy things that people believe. How's a stick supposed to find water? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Tell him, Mr. Jacobs. I can't say it's something that I think works, but there are a lot of things that God has put into nature that, though they might seem silly, they do serve as signs for us. Really? Like what? The most well-known one is when the sky is red at sunset, it typically means that there's a good day coming tomorrow, whereas red sky in the morning means it probably will be rainy. I heard that before. But I thought it was just a weird nursery rhyme. No, it's actually true most of the time. In fact, Jesus talks about this example in Matthew 16. Wait, Jesus was the one who explained how that works? Not at all. People knew about those signs long before Jesus talked about them. So, did he talk about sticks finding water? Oh, brother. Mm, not that I recall. Aww. Come on, Olin. Let's forget about sticks and listen to the radio for a bit. Looking thoughtful there, Sam. Everything okay? Oh, I was just thinking about all the stuff we've been talking about. You mean with your telescope or the conversation about red skies and dousing? All of it, I suppose. All of it? What does your telescope have to do with my water finding stick? You mean besides the fact that neither of them are good at finding water? Hardy har. I was just thinking about how people look for signs in a lot of places for a lot of things. They look at sticks to find water. They look at the sky to see what kinds of weather there's going to be. And this telescope reminded me that some people look at the stars for signs about the future. The future? Like spaceships and stuff? <laughs> I think Sam is talking about astrology, Laura. Yeah, astronomy. Astrology is a little different than astronomy, Olin. Astronomy is studying space and learning more about it. Astrology is looking for signs and hidden messages about the future in space. Oh, why is that? A thing. Well, for many centuries, people thought that the stars and planets were gods and goddesses walking in the sky, and the way they moved were signs of things to come. But they're not. They're just stuff in space. That's true. But people didn't know that at the time. But even today, some people think they can tell the future by what the stars are doing. Which is dumb. It's not the wisest way to go about things, that's for sure. And God tells us in many verses like Isaiah 47, 13, Deuteronomy 4, 19, and Daniel 2, 27, that astrology isn't something we should get into. Because it's dumb. It's more because, um, actually... You have a drama script that can explain? Is that okay? I think you know it is, Mr. Jacobs. Right. I'll be back in a minute. And we'll listen to the radio. And now... From the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the delicious drama, The Ice Cream Van, an adapted biblical teaching about creation. Once upon a time, there were two kids, Logan and Jean. She's my sister. We do all sorts of stuff together. Ride bikes, shoot hoops, build forts in the woods, catch spiders, tell stories, draw pictures. Yes, they enjoyed doing all sorts of things. But one thing they loved was... Ice cream. Every time these two saw the ice cream truck, whether at the park, at their house, or on the days the truck would come to their school, Jean and Logan would be first in line for a summer treat. Yeah, it's the best. One day, as the kids were riding their bikes, Jean caught, out of the corner of her eye, a familiar sight. <gasps> Logan, look! Ice cream van! You're right. Let's go. And so the two of them pedaled as fast as they could 
got out their wallets. Mine's a purse. Right, uh, sorry. All right, I've got my money ready. What's the holdup? I want ice cream. Me too. They waited and waited, but the van just sat. Maybe it doesn't know we want ice cream. Let's try to get its attention. Oh, good idea. I'm hungry and it's getting hot. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. What are you kids doing? We're waiting for ice cream. Yeah, can't you see the ice cream van right here? Sure, but you do realize this is a repair shop, right? This van is getting fixed. The driver won't be here until Monday. We don't need the driver. We've got the van right here. And we want ice cream. But without the driver, there won't be any ice cream. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. And so they waited and chanted and begged the ice cream van to give them their heart's desires. But in the end, it was just as they had been told. There would be no ice cream without the driver. No! The moral is that sometimes we think that things in this world give us what we need. The sun gives us warmth, the rain gives us fresh water, and the ground gives us food. The truth is that those are only the things God uses to give us what we need. Without him, all of creation would give us nothing. Kind of like an ice cream van without a driver. All right, Sam. According to the weather report, there should be clear skies tonight, so if you want, I can get the telescope out to the lake and we can take a look. Oh, that would be fun. From what I'm seeing online, it looks like Jupiter will be out. Do you think we'll see any of its moons? There's a good chance. Jupiter has a lot of them. Mr. Jacobs, when you get a chance, I know you and Sam have been busy with the telescope, but I still have some questions about what we've been talking about. Oh, sure, Olin, what's up? Well, the drama script about the ice cream truck was fun, I don't know if it totally explains why God doesn't want us to look at the stars for signs for the future. I suppose that I can explain a little more in depth. What the drama was trying to say is that when people look at the stars or at horoscopes or whatever else people try to use to predict the future, they are looking in the wrong places for that kind of knowledge. God is the only one that knows what's going to happen and he decides who he is going to tell about these things. Okay, hold on a second. Not even a minute ago, you and Sam looked at weather reports and websites that were telling you that it was going to be a nice night and what planets were going to be in the sky. Did God tell them what was going to happen? Ooh, I gotta hear you answer this one. It is a good question, and I'm sure there are other and maybe better answers than this one. But I would say, through his gift of science, yes, God did reveal those things to us. That sounds like a pretty fishy answer. I don't know, Laura. God does give us stuff like science to figure things out. Without that, we'd be living in caves and hollowed out trees. Exactly. God gives us minds so that we can discover things about nature and use that knowledge to make our lives better. By using these gifts, we've gotten very good at making machines and systems that help us know what's going to happen. But when it comes to fortune telling and stuff like that, people are trying to look beyond what nature can tell us and instead are looking for answers from spirits and false gods, which is obviously not what God wants. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So we should only look for answers from God. Right, but there are a couple of things to remember when we're looking for signs from God. Like what? For one thing, we need to realize that God has already revealed a lot to us in the Bible. A lot of the time, we can be asking God what the right choice is when he spelled it out very clearly in his word. I didn't think about it like that. But the Bible has all sorts of stories where God gave people signs to know what was happening. 
stuff like the star over Bethlehem and the rainbow after the Great Flood, does he still do that kind of thing today? I think he does. That leads me to my next point, though. God is the one who chooses what the sign will look like and whether he will give us a sign to begin with. Does the Bible say that? It does. We were talking about Matthew 16 earlier, and in that chapter, Jesus' enemies wanted him to make God give them a miracle as a sign that he really was sent from God. Jesus wouldn't do it. Why not? Because he knew if he did, they still wouldn't believe. He told them that they would only get to see the sign of Jonah and left them. Jonah? The guy in the fish? Oh, I get it. Jonah was in the fish for three days before it spat him out. Kind of like Jesus in the grave. Exactly. I don't think that it's wrong to ask God for a sign. But at the same time, I think that we need to be able to understand that God wants us to trust him with or without a sign. And who knows, you might be getting a sign from him right now that you're not even noticing. Ooh, mysterious. Well, this has left me with a lot to think about, as usual. And I'll probably be talking about it with my parents when I get home, as usual. Sounds like a good idea, as usual. Yeah, speaking of which... Yeah, I've got to go too. See ya. Don't forget your stick, Olin. Oh, yeah, Flynn can have it. I think I can find another one if I want. <laughs> All right. See you later, Olin. Want to hit the radio on your way out? Okay. <laughs> 